0: So welcome to another episode of Orange, Black, and Beyond, where we mostly talk about uh, Oregon State University sports, and our focus is mostly on the less publicized sports rather than the always highlighted sports. Uh, I'm Brian, OSU class of 1996. Uh, My co-host Pete is a 1993
1: OSU grad. Hey, Brian. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Having said that, we usually focus on the less publicized sports, gonna open with football (laughs) is because um well some good things happen i mean for one thing you know uh, as a beaver i'm still just riding the sugar high of the beavers winning the rivalry game against the green and yellow team uh that did get the edge taken off of it because they lost two in a row to utah and then to stanford and stop me if you've heard this before both were really close games and beavers had a chance late in the game but couldn't quite get over the top so that puts them at 2-4 and four on the year, heading into the season finale with Arizona State. Uh, how that goes, is going to depend a lot on which ASU team shows up. Is it the team that uh, played poorly and lost to UCLA, or the team that beat Arizona 70-7? to Don't know yet, you know. Um, one other little football note, though, I mean, uh, National Signing Day was yesterday. That was kind of a big deal, so uh, why don't we take a quick look at that.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Um, We won't go into every player and all their stats because we'd be here. That's a whole podcast by itself. Uh, But it is a really solid class of some of the best players from the state of Oregon, Um, as well as they were able to recruit into Southern California, Texas, uh, even even wrangled a player from Ohio where, uh, you know, where we all know football is not a game there. That is uh, that's a lifestyle and religion out there. Yeah. Um, So, you know, 11 players in this class, and it certainly seems like Coach Smith is uh, trying to revive some of the old – some of the things that worked when the Beavers were on top uh, in the half of the conference in the 2000s. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's more defense, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. Um, Also a big running, run-stopping defensive tackle, which is uh, definitely needed on the team this year. Um,
1: Had some trouble stopping the run.
0: Yeah, and it seems like, like, uh, evident, right? Like, they, they they have two good downs, and then somebody busts one for a three, three yard, you know, large yardage run. Um, so with COVID 19, some of these guys, it be interesting, you know, they haven't had a senior season or may have one in spring. Uh, it's so, but it seems kind of sensible that some of them will enroll early and play spring ball in Corvallis if they're able to. So, yeah, I
1: mean, if, it's, if they can graduate early and uh, and get to get to. Get the reps in ahead of time, you know, and then that way when fall season comes, they're a little bit more prepared. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah, and they're they're definitely on the road to respectability again, and that feels like a recording when we say something like that. But, I mean, always beating the team from Eugene gives them some uh, juice, you know, and, and yeah. the road to respectability in Corvallis. It's a bit of a hairy road. It's a long, winding road with you know rocks, puddles, lava, open punchy stick pits. I think bandits. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, you know the current coaching staff knows that, and uh, they will keep building. And Coach Smith specifically knows what it takes to win there because he's won there before as a player, and he was an assistant, uh, and he knows what it takes to actually get a victory in the Corvallis, and uh, that's that's what they'll keep pushing for. Um, hard as it may be to believe there are some other sports, the golf season isn't actually that far away because they start playing in Hawaii and Arizona and stuff. And the men's golf team is going to be participating in the Arizona intercollegiate tournament, um, in January, the 25th through the 27th, at least theoretically, uh, women's team at the Sun Devil Winter Showdown, theoretically, um, long way off yet, but you know, we hadn't had anything about golf recently, so... It's-
0: yeah, in didn't reality, want to feel left
1: out on that. In reality, uh, also it's not that worth long, noting, uh, men's golf did sign new three student athletes uh, for the 21-22 season. Uh, Brandon Iyer from West Salem and Brody Marconi from Jesuit up here in Portland, and then um, also they got a guy named Car- Carson Enright, all the way from Longshore Key, or rather Longboat Key, Florida. So that's uh, that sounds like a place where a lot of good golfers come from. So that's encouraging.
0: And like those tournaments aren't that long. You know what I mean? They're not that far away in reality. It just seems that way because we're in 2020. So
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really <laughs> it, just get, uh, for.
1: it makes it like that hallway in the shining that just keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Um so national letter of intent news in softball as well. Um Beavers have signed nine student athletes for 2022. So, you know, Coach Bird may not be busy planning, you know, game planning right now in the offseason, but um, she's definitely been busy mapping out the course of the program. Uh, eight of the nine recruits are from California, and, the you know, the ninth is all the way from Alabama. So um, reaching out really far, casting a big net, net to get some players. Um, and so hopefully the program, you know, that's all positive for the program.
1: Definitely. Uh, no um... – no real baseball news to speak of. The start of the season feels like it's still up in the air. Uh, we covered the recruiting class last time we got together, so yeah. baseball's kind of in a holding pattern. Uh, men's basketball is going on. Uh, cancellations here, reschedules there. Thank you, COVID-19. But they did get in two games recently as well as one last night. Uh, the two games re- the last week, I guess it was, they uh, lost to Wyoming 76-73. to 73. And then um then they had, you know, hey, guess what? They had lots of chances to win and they were close. Uh but um came up short. In fact, in that game they went 26 of 33 on free throws, so they make four more free throws, they win, you know. Yep. Uh as the great Bill Seanley always said on the Blazers broadcasts, you got to make your free throws. Yep. Um then they followed that up with a grueling, grinding overtime loss to uh, former Blazer Terry Porter's team, the University of Portland Pilots. Um, That was in overtime, 87-86. Pilots shot the ball just a little tiny bit better and rebounded the ball just a little bit better, and that was enough to hang on there. And then uh, they are supposed to play um, UTSA uh, Friday, but that got rescheduled yesterday which they did win that game 73 to 61 and then they were going to head into some Pac-12 play again but um, the game against USC got postponed uh, due to USC having some COVID-19 issues and that one's going to be rescheduled at a date as yet to be determined Um, so that's kind of where men's basketball is they had uh, those those two losses but uh, then they also had their win yesterday against UTSA uh, so that's, that's at least something they're heading in the right direction, heading into the conference yeah. play. And, uh, I know, um, there's a lot going on with women's basketball too. Men's had their speed bumps, but they're getting there. Um, yeah. And, so uh, how I about mean, women's
0: basketball? Yeah. Before we dive into women's basketball, I mean one thing we'll like, I think we'll have to cover in a future podcast is I've been seeing a lot online, um, Fans are really jumping all over, at, just like last year. They were jumping yeah. all over whether Coach Tinkle will still be here. This, that, and the other thing. Yeah. So we'll have to kind of dive into that in one of future upcoming podcasts. I think yeah, I cool.
1: think you know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean he's he's been a he's been a good coach, and this is a tough tough place. Again, <laughs> there's you know Corvallis is a unique mm. unique yeah. uh, culture that you have to to make work. You know.
0: It's a tough conference to coach in, and Corral's is yes. a touch, tough place to coach from. Right. Right. So, so yeah, yeah.
1: There's, there's all that, and it takes the right combination of, uh, of you know, personality and, and creativity, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, like you were alluding to, women's basketball got, did get started, so we're all happy to see them on the court. Um, they have experienced a couple speed bumps as of late. Uh, currently, they're at three and two. Uh, started out the season with some strong performance in non-conference games, uh, but recently took a, tough, a couple tough losses against Utah and Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. I think the team is finding its groove. You know, players there's a lot of new players, so they, you know they're finding their roles. Yeah, um, and especially what I'm seeing from what you know, since I watched them pretty avidly, what I'm seeing, um, especially this year, the lack of a of a lot of preseason games is hurting this team. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they just haven't had a chance to meld and get together. So, um, you know, they're, they're experiencing problems with some turnovers, I think, and if they can get that under control. And um, some of the players are stepping up to start rebounding, but they were sorely missing the rebounding of Michaela Pivic and Kennedy Brown yeah. hasn't played because of her knee injury. So, you know, other players are going to have to step up. Um, I am still very excited about this team overall. Um, they'll, they'll find their way, I think, in, in realistically, if they come together, they're going to be a very dangerous team going into the tournament, um, you know, as long as we have one. Um, yeah,
1: that's, but, that's, that remains to be seen, I, I reckon, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So we'll see. But I mean, you know, Aliyah Goodman went, went for 24 points against Colorado. She's um, yeah. shown consistent long range shooting touch. Um and then what I've really been surprised about and encouraged about is she's putting the ball on the floor a lot and doing a lot of drives. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um and she uh nailed, you know, she had a streak going there the first two games where she was nailing um buzzer beaters at the end of the third quarters for three point shots, you know, it was mm-hmm. kind of there. Uh Taylor Corsdale returned to the court and she's, you know, doing a lot of little things, you know, she missed all of last year. So um Stepped in second half of the Utah game and she, you know, they they suffered not having a lot of rebounds in the first half. And she came out and was rebounding on a tear there for the second yeah. half. And then now you
1: mentioned, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Jones a little bit in the last one, uh, that she's worked on her mid-range jumper. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you been able to see that that's kind of been a tool?
0: Yeah. So I mean, Taylor, Taylor Jones, you know, she's averaging 13 points. Um, she's having some tough shooting nights, Oh, okay. uh, I think it that's to be expected because some teams, like sometimes they're double, triple teaming her. I think, that, you know, they're entering this season and the secret's out, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I think the more she does step out to that high post and take some longer range shots, I think that'll help her game. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the spacing is getting better, I think, because, you know, you have some newcomers, Ellie Mack and Yovana Sabasic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like Ellie Mack, like, once she really finds her shooting touch, I, I think that, that'll really make things dangerous. Um, Jasmine Simmons has been coming off the bench, you know, putting in good time, um, putting up points, providing really solid defense. Um, and she's had some really great plays with some great assists. It's been really fun to watch her play. Um, and then, you know, Yelena Mitrovich has been getting some minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in double digits twice, um, and she's as advertised, right? I mean, when she plays, it really does give you that feeling like Arbita Sabonis is on the court. Like, she's a yeah. really good passer, can shoot the ball, um, really smooth player. Uh, Sasha Goforth, the freshman from Arkansas, is averaging 14 points, and she has been so aggressive offensively and so comfortable. She went off for 24 points against San Francisco, no hesitation, no fear, you know, she's just playing. And so that's really cool. And um, I'm really loving her defense. Like mm-hmm. um, Oregon state in the past has been kind of a sagging yeah. guard passing lane defense. They are not doing that this year. They are with her, you know, between Sasha Goforth and Savannah Samuel, they're up in people's faces getting steals, um, and so it's really cool to watch them play. And like Savannah, yeah, and Savannah Samuel, like Utah, credit to Utah, they came in and they were shooting lights out, Mm -hmm. three-pointers for a while, and Savannah Samuel came in in the third quarter and kind of put a stop to it on one of their players, and and it was really impressive to watch because she really helped shut that player down for a few minutes. Um, So the entire team is just playing more aggressive defensively, um, it'd be interesting to see what practice is like, because um, yeah. you know I think we're seeing that all over. And as they get, like like I'm saying, as soon as they get more familiar with each other into the system, I think this team's going to be very very dangerous going in the tournament. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's Fine. really encouraging.
1: Yeah, as as you've suggested before too that, you know, should they find themselves finishing fifth or sixth in the Pac-12, that's you know. That's that's no slouch right there. Yeah,
0: that's no slouch right. And so, you know, on that, so the Pac-12 is the toughest place to play. We do have to throw out a congratulations to uh, Tara VanDerveer of Stanford. Uh, she yeah. just just this week eclipsed Pat Summitt for the most wins in NCAA women's basketball history as a coach. Uh,
1: I'm also glad it wasn't against the Beavers, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the Beavers are not going down to history for that. So yeah. Um you know, I to be honest, I haven't even been on top of the schedule. I don't know who they play this week. We just know it's gonna be a tough game no matter who it is in the Pac-12. Um, so they, they'll they probably have a couple games and hopefully nobody gets sick and you know everybody's healthy.
1: Yep, and same with the, the football program. Uh you know, they had they had Jamar Jefferson out with the COVID's and then uh it wasn't because he he had not tested positive, uh you know, there's the protocol and the testing and this and that. Yeah, and uh, so he messed up somewhere in there. Uh, and but he was back um, against uh, Utah. So you know, it's just it's been a really crazy year in all the sports. And I look forward to you know things getting a little. Every time they get a little bit closer to normal, it feels good. And and one of the best things about that is that uh, you know, in general when things start to feel normal sports have a lot to do with that sometimes. So,
0: yeah, no, it's been really great. I mean, this 2020 has been weird <laughs> up. Uh, it. and it's, it's really great to see, you know, hopefully these, you know, the thing I do, the thing I think about with these players is they do have a shelf life, right? Yeah. You know, so many years of eligibility of school and they got to move on with their lives. They can't be in college forever. So I'm glad that they're getting the chance to play on some level.
1: Yep. Well, so we'll get uh, together again sometime soon, and uh, when more things go on, and see where we are, and see how the programs are evolving, and see how the seasons foresaid programs are evolving.
0: Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. Knock on wood, everybody stays healthy, and that we have you know NCAA tournament, and uh, see these kids get to play in playoffs. So
1: that's what we hope for absolutely so guess that'll do it for this time around huh
0: yeah this that'll that'll do it for this episode it's a little bit of a short episode but you know we'll be back in a couple weeks talk about what else is going on yep go beeves. go beeves.